Hi, I'm Jo and this is Mama's Talk. Um, So I'll start every episode by saying that while Mama's Talk is absolutely a fun show to listen to, it's also about encouraging honest chats about the good stuff and the rough stuff about motherhood. So it might be that the things that we talk about bring up or trigger difficult feelings for you. So if you are affected by any of the subjects that we chat about, then do seek out professional support from a healthcare professional. Often we'll be talking about maternal mental health. So I always link to the Charity Minds information on maternal mental health resources in my social media links. And I will add that link to the show notes as well. And then, of course, any show subject specific resources will also be linked to in the show notes. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to episode four. Thank you so much for sticking with me for these last four months. I think it must be four months that have been, yeah, four months, episode four, what's a month? Easy maths there, Jo. Um, yes, thank you for sticking with me. Um, I'm really enjoying it and getting so much great feedback. It's, it's lovely. Had some really fantastic news this week that um, I'm not like the back end stuff of podcasts kind of uh, confuses me a little bit. But from what I can glean from my limited understanding is that um, at some point the podcast has been um, at number 18 in the parenting um, uh, in the Apple podcasts parenting chart. Um, and it's currently at 120, which, you know, charts wise, it sounds quite low and it is, but like, I mean, there is a massive amount of, um, parenting podcasts out there. So I'll totally take 120 as being a chart place. So that, that's really amazing. Um, recording this, uh, sat in my bedroom as usual, hiding in my bedroom, just talking to myself. Um, but it's during the day this time. I think normally I either do it on a weekend or, um, or, or on an evening. And I've realised that um, there might be, well, there might be some children noise in the background, um, which is inevitable. But also there might well be some builders um, noise in the background as well as I record this so just you'll just have to ignore that I'm afraid um, we live um, we've moved house fairly recently and the house that we've moved to is a new build and it's on a new build site and quite literally we, we do live on a building site so um, with that comes comes inevitable noise um, so how are you how are you doing um we're entering a bit of a weird stage of uh, of time kind of as a community kind of collectively at the moment with the announcements that came on Monday of this week just doubting myself whether it was this this week I think it was this week I've literally lost track of what day it is for pretty much since January um but yeah no it was on Monday that good old Boris told us um that uh, there is an end in sight that lockdown is going to start to be lifted very gradually and that feels a bit odd um but obviously so so hopeful um and feel some light at the end of the tunnel and with the weather I'm just like sitting in the sunshine and it's streaming into our bedroom um which again feels spring-like and help and hopeful and lovely um 
but it also feels like a little bit a little bit odd um I'll talk a little bit more about my take on that in a bit um we've got a really really fantastic episode today um I really enjoyed pulling it all together um I've got an interview with Gemma from Gemma's Health Hub Gemma Thomas um she runs Gemma's Health Hub um and she was an absolute joy to interview so um I uh, really looking forward to sharing that with you coming up and then we've also got Laura Brett who runs a group called Ready Steady Mums which is a community walking group she also works for wellspring therapy and she's going to be sharing some self-care tips but first just some updates and things from me i wanted to chat and i've got an opportunity to do so now that the episodes are an hour long um i wanted to just share some things with you update you a little bit on things that i've been working on in the last month since the last episode and also share some stuff that I found really helpful kind of in terms of um, supporting my mental health. Um, so, yeah, firstly, what have I been up to in the last month? I mean, well, this this week I've been busy. I did a um, I did a bonus episode, um, shared some of my thoughts with you all whilst I was um, walking in the woods. So if you're listening on Harrogate Community Radio, that'll be something that you could pick up on a podcast platform, maybe, um, if you wanted to have a little search on whatever your podcast platform of choice is. Um, I just did a really short 10 minute episode um, on um, on self-care and kind of struggling with reconciling it with um, with guilt and why even as somebody who bangs on about guilt-free self-care all the time I even I find it difficult um so there's that that happened this week and I've had a really good uh, response from that so that's great I think I will probably do a few more bonus just short 10 minute episodes every now and then um uh, and I probably will keep the format of talking whilst I'm walking in the woods in my wellies because just quite enjoyed doing that it just felt like a different um yeah just a different environment and I think a lot clearer I think when I'm in the woods perhaps I should actually (laughs) record all of my introductions my husband told me that um Adam Buxton he's got a really successful podcast but he does all of his introductions in the woods when he's walking his dog so yeah maybe um although it was very windy so I might need to invest in some kit if I was going to do that on a regular basis. We'll see. Um, so updates on some other things. Um, last episode, I think I shared that um, the um, community interest company that I run um, was um, fundraising to provide some um, free classes, um, mindfulness-based classes. That's the sort of classes that we provide um, for parents who have had a baby during the lockdown period and um, the fundraising was has been incredibly successful we've managed to um, fund a whole block of classes um, already um, local social enterprise my life pool have um, been incredibly supportive so Vic and her team um, have helped out with that massively by um, uh, providing and selling these um, hearts that say mental health matters on them and they're just three pounds and they were really really fantastic gift for Valentine's Day just to send to people um, 
and they very kindly said that they'd like to continue to help support go and um, and try and raise funds for a second block of classes so I've got an a aim to raise another £323 um, and I think we're already about £50 into that which is amazing so My Life Pool are going to be supporting by selling their hearts and you can also donate on the Just Giving page um, as well. Um, last episode we were talking with Maisie Nichols um, about the postnatal period and we spoke quite a bit about how the pandemic has affected parents um, of new babies um, in particular. Yeah, if you'd like to help out with that fundraising, that'd be absolutely amazing. And if you are a parent locally who has had a baby during the lockdown, you can register for classes, um, for the free classes Um just waiting to finalise when they can start but if you just register your interest there's links on my social media to do that as well so just get in touch and um, that'd be amazing so yes as well as that I've also been pulling together um, a new course Um, it's going to be a mindfulness-based course um, for frazzled mums not I need to work on the title I think but frazzled feels um apt right now and maybe that's just because of me but um yeah I'm just kind of working out the logistics of how to run it online um but that's going to be coming shortly as well and again it's part of the CIC it's a it'll be a free offering um and um yeah that's the point of of the organization it's not to get you to sign up to classes with the hope that you'll spend money with us later or anything like that we offer um the classes for free and to make them as accessible as possible to uh, in order to support as many people as possible um then also this week i've had a really great time with um with hey mama um we had a couple of walks just yesterday um running support walks at the moment so hey mama is a um, a peer support organization run by a friend called trish who um founded the um the organization back in 2019 so we both sort of started around the same time and um i volunteered to help run the harrogate group um it's peer support for mums with maternal mental health conditions and um like everybody we've had to change how the how the support is run um and um under like the covid restriction rules we're allowed to kind of um still keep running in person um because it's a support group um so we've been doing really small covid safe walks um with mums and it's just been it's been real joy it's actually been lovely to um get together go for a walk just in really really small groups of course and socially distanced um but it just feels normal going for a walk having a chat and uh, and getting out there so that's been really nice um so yeah it's been kind of busy months although I don't really feel like I'm doing anything um everything all at the same time and this is all the while alongside obviously alongside Alan juggling homeschooling um I'm really lucky that he is um, working at home, so he helps out with homeschooling as well, which is amazing. I know a lot of you are stuck at home just on your own whilst partners are um, working out of the house or single parents, so completely know I'm talking from a place of privilege. 
Um, but it's, it's still it's still really bonkers. Um, and juggling um, bits of work with homeschooling and... Well, it's not homeschooling, is it? It's facilitating remote learning. I'm very much not homeschooling them. I'm just helping them um, do all of the work that the teachers are setting them. The teachers are doing, like, obviously doing an amazing job. But it's just a lot. And it's just, this, and I think because we can see the end in sight as well, it's started to feel like I might not quite have the reserves to get all the way to the end. Um, but, yeah. It's, um, honestly, I'm a bit on my knees. Um, and I think a lot of you will identify with that as well. But, um, yeah, having three of them at home, luckily Jas speaking, he's our youngest, he can go to nursery. Um, so he's out of the house a, a few days of the week. But on the days that he's at home, he's largely parented by CBBs. So I feel awfully guilty about that. And then... Um, the boys are doing absolutely amazing as far as like being motivated and and compliant, I guess, <laughs> was with homeschool. So we're really lucky on that front. But it's just this juggle of everything. And I think I'm sure I'm not alone in feeling like cannot wait for the children to have some normality and just to get a little bit of headspace back. I feel like at the moment I'm not quite sure if there is some kind of mental health episode looming in a mild way um, for now. Um, or if I just, um, my reserves are low. I'm not quite sure. I'm waiting until the boys go back on the 8th um, to really work out how it is that I'm actually feeling. Um, I... Uh, I posted a little bit about how I feel myself about the um, about the lifting of lockdown when the announcements came on Monday, and it it really resonated with a lot of people. I got lots of people sharing the post and commenting on it, and it's just it's a really strange time, isn't it? Where we've got we've got the end in sight, um, but also so should should be feeling help, hopeful and relieved and um actually feeling um daunted and yeah a whole mix of emotions but yeah I posted about it on um on my Instagram feed earlier in the week and it was one of these like me also me kind of things I know I'm feeling like I really really want the boys to go back to school and I also I'm gonna miss them loads and I'm giving myself a hard time for um, not making most the most of these last couple of weeks whilst they're at home and we're all at home together. And then um, thinking about like longer term when we're going to be able to get together with people. I really, really miss drinks with my girlfriends or just the group of us just getting together and being together and having cocktails or whatever. Do you know what? I'd be really happy just to sit in my friend's garden with a cup of tea. And there'd be more, um, yeah, but also really daunted at the idea of of peopling and socialising. Like, I'm not quite sure I can remember how to do that anymore. And then also, I cannot wait for my husband to leave the house to go to work. That'd be lovely. I love him dearly, obviously. But 
you know, I don't think that couples are designed to be together 24-7, hopefully not speaking out of turn when I point that out. Um, But then at the same time, yes, would really love him to leave the house to go to work. I'm also going to be really lonely and I'm worried about that. So I think I feel a whole jumble of emotions that are very contradictory of one another. Um, And it's a lot to unpick. So, yeah, I just, I guess I wanted to share that that's how I'm feeling. And if you're feeling similar, then you're not alone in that. And it's just, it's really confusing. It's just, it's confusing. I guess with that in mind, I, um, I wanted to share a few accounts that I so, uh, follow on social media that I actually feel really helpful when making sense of this jumble of feelings, especially kind of like during the pandemic. But I mean, more broadly, as far as mental health is concerned as well, I, I do find social media a really helpful resource. Um, Instagram especially have got some really great accounts. Um, if you If you can curate your feed to be a positive and helpful space as opposed to kind of following uh, accounts that maybe make you feel rubbish about yourself then that's really great and um I wanted to point out or just share with you uh, just a few um I guess to signpost you to so again I'll link to them in the show notes um I sometimes think that when I'm having a lot of feelings and maybe starting to feel frightened about um, the possibility of a depressive episode um, or I'm just feeling very overwhelmed. When I pause and start to unpick my feelings, then um, um, I can make sense of it a little bit more. And so I just wanted to share some of my favourite kind of like mental health um, accounts on social media that I find helpful. First account that I'd really recommend following is um, Anna Martha. She is a, um, in fact, all three of these kind of accounts are um, are professionals working in mental health. Anna Martha is a, she's an author and a therapist. Um, and she is the absolute queen at encouraging self-worth and um, encouraging mums to value themselves um, and value taking care of themselves and um she does it in a really empowering and but accessible way and yeah just really really recommend following her if you don't already um at the moment she's doing a series of 60 seconds on dot 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 certain subject um this week she shared this really powerful 60 second chat about how she has found that she is kind of more depleted or the um she just feels more tired and maybe more short on a shorter fuse than perhaps her husband does um so her family setup is that I think that she works part-time and that they um and her husband works full-time um so she kind of takes, which is similar to our family, um, she takes kind of the brunt of the juggling with the children and, except, you know, that, that mental load and talks a lot about that as well. Um, but she was asking herself, um, which I really identified with, she was asking herself, why am I more on more of a short fuse than my husband? Um, 
and it kind of came to her that she is very rarely single-minded. Um, so whenever she is um, working or doing doing a task, then she's you know obviously thinking about other things. I was thinking about this as well. Like I, um, the, I, there's kind of like maybe four different hats that I wear as far as work's concerned. So when I'm do- and they're all kind of intertwined with one another as well. And so I, I really, really identified with this kind of notion of being of rarely being single-minded, um, and the insight that she gave is like that this being sort of multitasking and thinking about lots of tasks at the same time and not focusing and not being single-minded is really depleting and it it chips away at our energy reserves and that we underestimate the amount of um, energy that thinking or doing several things at the same time does. Um, Whereas I think Typically, this is obviously a generalisation, but typically partners are able to focus more on um, on, on on a task at hand. Um, and that means that they're not having to shift gear as much. So you're thinking, your mind's chopping and changing. I definitely do this. I'm thinking, all oh, right, okay, I need to put the wash on. That was a good example that Anna gave. Um, but between the wash basket upstairs and the um, the washing machine downstairs, you might um, have noticed that something needs to go in the dishwasher. Um, a child might have asked for a snack. You might have seen a notification on your phone about an email that you need to respond to. And like, so that one task that was just going to be putting something on a wash has actually had your attention pulled kind of like in three different ways. And it's meant that you've had to shift gear um, like several different times and that that is the the real kind of anyway I, I'm probably not explaining it as articulately as Anna did but I'd really recommend kind of going and checking out her feed because some of the things that she shares are just real yeah have been real light bulb moments and I talk about it's not just me moments on this podcast Anna has provided a lot of those for me yeah, the second account that I'd really like to recommend is the Psychology Mum. Now, um, she is a um, she's a clinical psychologist who doodles, and her Instagram account is all her doodles, um, all related to mental health, and they are just so you um, you've probably seen them like they get shared and shared and shared. So you, it, the likelihood is that you will have seen some of her work, and again, they are just really really insightful and just one of these things that you come across and you're like oh yeah that really I feel like that um these not just me moments are really really important um so yeah she creates these doodles um and they are just really really useful at articulating in a picture what what we're feeling and um often when words quite can't quite do it um, one that she shared recently, which was really, really apt, was the capacity cup and how the, at the moment and, and in general life as well, but particularly at the moment, our capacity for coping is being filled up very quickly. 
because there's all sorts of stressors that are feeding into it. Um, and when I saw that doodle, I was just like, I felt seen. <laughs> um, so that is definitely one to follow. And then lastly, I cannot recommend enough um, following um, mammologist, which is Dr. Emma Svanberg. She is an incredible um, psych- uh, psychologist and she runs... Um, an online community on Facebook, but her um, Instagram feed is mammologist. They both feed into each each other. Um, the parenting community on Facebook called The Village is absolutely fantastic. Um, really, really supportive community. Um, so she's done amazingly to create that. And then um, on Instagram, she shares really, really useful um, tips and insights and I think themes that come out of the um, village um, Facebook page she kind of distills into something a video that might be really helpful and she just sort of has this really amazing sense of what people are feeling right now and offers insights into explanations and just how we can understand like what we're feeling a little bit better and this uh, this week she shared an absolutely amazing video on kind of what's happening now and that, like our reaction to the why like it might be a confusing reaction that we're having to um, the announcement that lockdown is going to be easing because it is confusing you think oh my goodness I should be feeling hopeful but actually I'm feeling really flat or depressed or anxious about it and she gave an amazing insight I mean I, I I won't do it justice, really, but summarising it. Um, so, yeah, obviously, you just go check out her feed, um, but can summarise it. And basically, she said that during lockdown, we've kind of frozen um, and pushed down our emotions and gone into basically like a survival mode to get through it. And we've had feelings about these traumatic stresses that have been thrown at us but we've pushed them down but now that the end is in sight this all this emotion is kind of coming to the surface we're going to notice feeling really tired and more emotional and it's like I say it's, it's confusing um so she said that it's a good idea to rest and recover and and then start to prepare and then move forward as opposed to just starting to plan for coming out of lockdown and everything getting back to normal straight away that that she really encouraged us to sort of sit with the difficult feelings that are coming up so that we can process them that was a really really powerful um video to watch so i really recommend oh again (laughs) keep saying it but I'll, i'll link to it in the show notes so that's three social media accounts that i just found really really useful um that i'd really urge you to follow as well if you're interested okay that is enough from me and i'm gonna um introduce you to Gemma thomas um and the interview that i recorded with her earlier this week i hope you enjoy Thank you so much for joining me, Gemma. I'm really, really excited. I might get a little bit giddy because... 
with you you're in my front room three times a week because I'm a part of the hub and so I also I feel like I've seen you a lot and I feel I can't you probably get this a lot with hubbers that we feel like we know you really well and so I absolutely love that because I feel like the same totally (laughs) but then you also are really successful like um on your social media and you've got really good so I feel slightly starstruck and slightly like I'm god don't (laughs) I know I I told you I'm a bit ridiculous anyway (laughs) so that's my bit of a waffle about excitement about having Gemma here do you want to introduce yourself properly (laughs) well hello I am also excited to be here and I really appreciate being asked because I think it's just important to have these kind of chats that you're having and yeah so I um uh, my name's Gemma Thomas and I run um, a, an online fitness community called The Hub, um, which kind of was born out of my need to have and be around, you know, sort of uh, similar kinds of women to me, like in the same sort of stage, maybe with families, you know, not necessarily, but just to have a safe space to exercise and not feel like you were working towards something big, like a weight loss, like a you know like a you know like we were all counting down the calories it was somewhere to exercise just to be and just to move so over the last three years I've tried to kind of cultivate that kind of culture within the hub and yeah I love it I think we've got a lovely community and I just it's made by you and you know you're in it you see when you do the comments and like everyone else's comments they just lift each other up everyone has the same kind of ethos and that's really important to me so now I'm waffling on (laughs) you're so successful at it and you say that it's down to the hubbers but actually building that community takes a lot of work Mm. from you like you're the one that's holding the space and you've done it even before covid you were holding Mm. a space online and you managed that's that's a really difficult thing to do and like you you do make it feel like such a self um a safe space for everybody and um, I think it's because I didn't have maybe I think it was, it was three years ago I think online at that time exercise was also a little bit more I don't mean this in a horrible way but it was a bit more like sort of showy like maybe mm. your before and after like that was a really important thing and I was like I don't really want to be like things have moved on in the last three years a lot which is lovely in terms of why we move and why we exercise but yeah I think I think I wanted that space so I if I wanted it, I probably thought, you know, there'd be other people that want yeah, that. And, yeah. and luckily there was. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's a nice vibe. I like it. I think I first, uh, I was trying to remember when I first came across to you. I think it must have been, um, you know, Joe Love. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, you yeah, were on her Joe podcast. Lovely. Yeah, and I heard you talking oh, on that. Cool. And I can't remember if it was just before that or just after that that I bought, a, I think it might have been after listening to you on that, I bought a bike. Um, oh. And um, I have not exercised probably since school. So, yeah, I mean, on and off, maybe occasionally, every now and then, but cons- certainly consistent exercise. Yeah. And um uh, I'm definitely not a typical gym bunny by any stretch. Well, I think, yeah, that's the b- bad thing about it. It's like everyone thinks that of themselves. It's like, I'm not a gym person. And it's horrible because we all are and we all shouldn't be, we've been conditioned to think that an exercise person or a gym person is a certain way. Yeah, and that always yeah. just made me sad. So yeah, exactly. It. And you just made it sound mm. so accessible and you were talking about moving for your mind. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was just like a proper light bulb moment. Tweet. I was like, oh, okay, I don't have to yeah. do this. So I had, uh, like, mm, this 
certain I had like a bit of weird relationship with food um yeah right up until yeah. my late 20s before mm. I just just before I had Finn and then since then I've just been like really completely the opposite and really cautious of doing that might even trigger something in me because it just mm-hmm. felt like I really don't ever want to go back to that dark kind of phase um and so that shift just that shift in mindset just made it feel so accessible so yeah I got a bike and I got moving and I kept thinking (laughs) about the things that you'd say about moving for your mind um that you talked about on that podcast and then eventually I got a little bit braver and I joined the hub you joined (laughs) well I'm so glad you did I think it's sometimes timing where you hear the right words from the person you know like you say you heard the words you know moving for your mind and that can trigger uh, well, can make something click with you, and I yeah, think that's yeah, so absolutely. important. And that's the only reason that I do it is because I was in a position where I had to make certain choices about lifestyle if I was going to be mentally better. And the yeah. choices that I made were to move, to change certain aspects of my lifestyle, and I couldn't be without it now. Yeah, really, yeah, absolutely. Like, I really, really miss it now. Like building, mm, building the consistency through um, through the hub has been like has been so important. Yeah. And also, like you always talk about how not it doesn't matter if like you don't if you skip a few weeks. Yes, then yeah. it's it, it doesn't come back to me. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. Come back to me. Another thing with like programs, which is nothing, nothing massively against like a fitness program if you're going to do a beginning, middle, and end. But I feel like I used to start a program and I would be in it for a few weeks and if I missed a couple I would then just stop and think that's there's no point going back now because I've missed some and that's the end of my journey there you know let's leave it there's no point but I slowly came to realize that actually have a little break if you miss a couple it does not matter you then just go back you build yourself up again and it's you don't have to give it 100% each time you just show up and see what happens and then the routine creates itself and that's what's important and I think it's then you start to miss it if you don't do it I definitely miss it when I don't do it yeah yeah it's but it's just like that's a really big shift in mindset for Mm. a lot of people to come to fitness from that point of view yeah and but it's it's like a long I've been um in and out of therapy probably since like just before I had Finley so he's 11 now so like you know I've struggled yeah. with my mental health um since then and yeah. always known that it would be a good idea to do exercise to for my mind mm-hmm. just never felt able to it do be that scary, though, yeah yeah it, it is really scary and intimidating and like I say now things are I I believe like going in the right direction in terms mm, of yeah seeing yeah. a visibility of seeing um people from every kind of walk of life and every kind of shape or size exercising and then you they will you, you know it's not it's so much nicer to see that rather than just this one type of exercise yeah which yeah. I think I grew up with a lot seeing mm-hmm. a lot of and then you don't identify as much and you're like well, what's the point in exercising I'm not you know like it's very hard to um yeah to do it if you don't feel included in Mm. that Mm -hmm. sector yeah it just makes it entirely (laughs) accessible doesn't it yeah it does well you're you're, along with others you're really kind of feeding into that kind of shift in mindset kind of widely I think so I wanted to ask what um 
uh, this kind of probably feeds into what we've just been chatting about a little bit. How has your experience of motherhood shaped and kind of like inspired what you do today? Um, it's everything, really. That was why it came about, because I was in a totally different job before. I was in like marketing, advertising agencies. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't do anything in exercise. I was like... I don't know I did exercise but I didn't you know think I would ever work or it would be my business so I had Jude he's coming up 10 mm-hmm. and after I had him uh yeah there wasn't what Instagram wasn't around there wasn't stuff that you could connect to people on in terms of having a newborn or discussing how you felt and how it wasn't this you know fluffy mm-hmm. cloud that yeah. you lived on and it was amazing and I was like hold on a minute I don't feel right and I didn't feel right and I didn't really make the connection I just started to move a bit more and exercise and not massively but I would just start to notice the correlation between mm-hmm. the days I moved were the days that I felt a little bit better the days I might have a little jog around the block were the days that I felt a bit light you know a mm-hmm. bit brighter so I could make that connection and then I thought, you know what, I'm going to learn about it. I'm going to retrain. I want to talk about exercise and I want to know what I'm talking about. I want to teach it. So I re-qualified, re-qualified, not the re- I retrained. Yeah. <laughs> retrained. Um, yeah, I think but Jude was really young, actually. So I had to get, the only place that was doing it at the time was Brighton. So I had to get all train out to Brighton and leave uh, Jude at the weekends and do evenings. And I was like, at the time it felt like a struggle but I'm so glad because it was you know when you do something you really want to do yeah yeah you just do it so yeah so retrained and then was that did you go back to your old career before yeah. after having it well I went back to yeah I went back for a little while and I, I think it was a necessity in terms of yeah like money wise yeah to go yeah. back to how things were and then I had and then I was retraining going back to what I was doing and then I went to do the second part of the training, which was so you can be a personal trainer and mm. train people one-on-one and, you know, just the step on. And then I fell pregnant with Buddy. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, so basically loads of stuff just kept getting in the way. But then I would qualified as soon as I had Buddy, I'd, I'd, I was qualified. And then I was like, right, what should I do with this now? And I thought I want to, I just, I want to get out there. I want to work with people, but I also want to, you know, talk to as many people as possible about it. So I started my Instagram probably just after Buddy was born. Was that five years? Yeah, about five years ago, maybe. And it was more about, it was originally called Mama's Health Hub because it was more about mums and Mm -hmm. things like that. But then again, I just wanted it to be for all women. So I just kind of wanted to make it more inclusive. So it was then changed to Gemma's Health Hub it's had a few it's had a few different I've tried lots of different things with it I've done one-on-one training I've done things local to me and then I thought that yeah like doing something um online would be best so we could just all all be together because on Instagram it was more like I'm a mom I haven't got a lot of time how can I fit in my workouts Uh how can I do this I was like right let's just all do it together half past six see how we go and that's how it kind of came about a little a little thing like that but yeah going back to your original question it all came about from me being a new mum and using exercise as a tool and finding it so beneficial you know it was hard you don't always fancy it you're not always motivated but it works like it's 
it it works as a tool. Yeah, it does. It really does. In its properties to put you in a good place (laughs) you always say to try and think about like that you tell us to think about a percentage as well don't you like when you start and afterwards that makes it really tangible as well doesn't it and if you think if you think Mm. about afterwards I guess Mm -hmm. it's like with anything if you think about how you're going to feel afterwards even if it's tough because mm-hmm. um, it is tough sometimes. It is, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, oh, can I get through it this morning? Because you go, yeah, do have yeah. ups and downs of exercise. Yeah. But I think when I when you start and if you feel like, okay, I'm only at twenty percent, I can't get through it, and you literally just move. And sometimes if you just go through the motions, you end up coming out 80 percent. Yeah, yeah. And I say that you know everyone's got their own version of how they'll judge how they're feeling, but. As long as you feel better afterwards, that's all that counts. And as long as you feel a bit more prepared for the day or a bit more prepared for what you've got to face or to go and, you know, it releases stress. It helps you think about things in less of a, it helps me be less, it, it, um, sorry, more rational. So I, uh-huh. I can be quite rational and like create these um catastrophic situations yeah. in my head. And if I exercise, I'm like, Do you know what? it's fine it's not as bad as it as as you're making out in your head it helps me rationalize just sorts me out really <laughs> so I remember like, one of the therapists one one of them somebody <laughs> that I've seen explaining about it yeah, just one of the many there's a one list there's a list I've, t- I've tested though. lots of them out <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. yeah 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 it is yeah I, I feel like everyone should have therapy <laughs> yeah, um totally. <laughs> weekly exactly. that'd be me yeah <laughs> I totally agree uh, but I remember it's like a really powerful fact is that it metabolizes and um, exercise metabolizes like certain chemicals that make you feel anxious like mm-hmm. and like well that's like a really mm-hmm. that was really tangible for me I like I like kind of like to know kind of what something is going to do to my body or what something's going to do to my brain so like that's it's yeah just, it is properly powerful um I, I think I, it is there's loads of studies I think sorry <laughs> I was just thinking yeah 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 no I'm yeah go on I really like to hear about studies well there's um I've got this, yeah, I was say say this quite often. I've got a book of studies that um it's a couple of clinical psychologists had done on the power of exercise to help with um uh, mental disorders and all different kinds of disorders from addiction to ADHD to depression to um bipolar disorder, all all types of um, you know, it's a proper it's a proper clinical study, it's not yeah. like a reading yeah. book. And I literally couldn't make head nor tail of it because it was it was like something you'd get in a medical um, exam or something. I was like, I'm going to have a look through. And it was the studies showed that there was the placebo effect. Sorry, there was the placebo that was offered. Then there was the exercise and then there was the the, the potential medication, like an antidepressant, Mm -hmm, potentially mm -hmm. an exercise and the medication often came out on par and if not exercise would come mm. out on top to um helping with the symptoms of those disorders and that's important to say it's not like exercise cures depression because that's too simple to say yeah, it's yeah. not what I you know it's very <clears throat> it's easy to say things like that on a soundbite or on Instagram but if you're looking into it deeply they just it helps alleviate the symptoms of those very um nuanced diseases it's not just and it's so important to see it as a tool you know you Uh you might need to have um have the antidepressant medication or some kind of medication and exercise yeah and that would help even more so but there's 
that thing of, you know, just go for a run, you'll be fine. I understand for one that if you're in a bad place, you can't just get up and go for a run. <laughs> so like there's the other side of it too, is understanding yeah. that yeah. it's just saying exercise helps depression is too simple uh-huh. to say, do you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can't. But on the flip, I've learned that it it is my biggest tool in my toolbox. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and it's about having that toolkit as well, isn't it? And it's just mm. like it's, it is appreciating that there are lots of things that you can that you can kind of pull on, um, yeah. and the thing and finding that thing that actually does work work the best for you. But mm-hmm. I always think when it is when it's something that's backed up by the stuff that you know I, I I'm quite into like holistic stuff as well and really want mm-hmm. to learn about that as well and there's you know there's not the science that backs up certain things like that but you know I still like in um, find them supportive yes. but I think there is something really powerful about having a study and you're better than me looking at the actual studies I, I tend to read articles about studies because <laughs> oh, that's a bit more I didn't read yeah, too yeah, much yeah. Of it. I highlighted what I wanted yeah but yeah so there yeah. were more simplified versions of it but yeah it's um it's only something I learned about later on in life I was always you know part part pre-30s my 30s I was exercised to lose weight and that was it I would look at the number of calories I was burning on a treadmill and if that was the number I needed that would be it or I was going on holiday and I wanted to lose a bit of weight it was never ever it was punishment it was hard I hated it like it was like me and my friends would always be like, oh, should we go to the gym just to, because we were bad this week. Or, yeah, yeah, the language around it as mm. well. Yeah, It would never be because it was a treat for your body and your mind, never, ever, ever. But then you learn, don't you? And I'm so glad that we are in a place where the information is out there so much more readily and people that are younger can get into it and people yeah. that, are, you know, God, if I'd have had exercise maybe when I was younger, I would have been less of a ball of anxiety. Oh my goodness! Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, and yeah. So, how was your how was your mental well being after having your boys? And was it and and did you experience kind of anything like with um, during pregnancy as well? Because like the perinatal periods, kind of like right from pregnancy mm. until a year yeah. afterwards. Is a how how was your mental well being kind of in that I period? I was fine during pregnancy um quite busy not really yeah I wasn't that didn't really affect me but I think afterwards it was especially after June my first was the shock of it being harder different not as advertised (laughs) not as advertised yes that's a perfect summary (laughs) but you just think oh having a baby it's gonna be everyone's it's gonna be and it it is lovely and it's wonderful and it's gorgeous and it's beautiful but also it's hard it's tiring it's takes you into a place you absolutely don't recognize don't recognize yourself and that's frightening that can be it doesn't happen to everyone obviously but it can be frightening to not understand your mind which is what I think I I was in I was like fighting against it in a lot of times I didn't really understand what was going on just buckle you know oh I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine when probably I was just not fine at all Uh and then after Buddy again even though I knew the signs I was kind of like exercising trying to get through it I did feel low I did I was having these weird outbursts at work I went back to work quite early and I'd be crying and not understanding, and it wasn't normal, mm-hmm. like for me to have this, 
you know, for, to have these emotions. And I do, I just think it's just so hard to navigate because it, it's unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's just about recognising it, I think, and then maybe speaking about it with people who maybe have even been there or understand it and not pretending that it's not happening. I think I did that the first time. I was like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. But yeah. Me, it wasn't fine. <laughs> it was like... Yeah. It's sometimes only when mm. you look back as well that you realise how maybe unwell that you were as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, that, like the hindsight, you're like, oh, my goodness, like, mm. how did it... Or after maybe having subsequent subsequent children, you don't realise, yeah. um, like, maybe it's a completely different experience from the first time around or or it's you're like oh I don't want to go back there I'm frightened of being in that dark space again but yeah I think just saying just as not not as advertised isn't it (laughs) it's a really amazing summary but it is and the the disparity between kind of what it's meant to look like and what it Mm -hmm. what you think it's meant to look like and how it does and how it feels as well it's Mm. just so it's weird and and I keep kind of saying about the past and it not being as but it you didn't have the visuals that you have now around mm-hmm. my yeah 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 you had maybe so 10 years even though it doesn't feel like that long ago it actually media and connection it is it is a long time ago and my references around motherhood and babies and things were that it was to be uh to, to look a certain way mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. to be a certain way and just when it wasn't that it's just I don't know it was just a shock I think yeah and uh it definitely wasn't spoken about as much I think so no. my eldest has just turned 11 yeah. so similar sort of similar time and it's mm-hmm. it definitely there's definitely been a lot of progress amazing but then you kind of look back mm-hmm. and you're like oh that was so sad that we were that we were stuck there not and, thinking and not talking about mm-hmm. But they depend also, but it does depend also on what you're looking at now, because there are places that you look that will make motherhood still look mm. unobtainably perfect. <laughs> you've got yes. to be mindful of that. And because I know it's not like that, I'm like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then other um other accounts make it look so accessible, so real, and and you connect with the, the ones that I always just connect with the ones that are real. And sometimes I look at the pretty ones just for a, a bit of escape, but I know that yeah, it takes yeah. effort <laughs> and I know that takes time to, to curate that kind of look and fair play. Yeah. If you're curating that look, that's what, that's up to you, but that's sometimes not the reality. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. Um, what do you wish that you, oh, this kind of leads us quite nice into this question. That's good. We've done well. <laughs> um, what does, what do you wish that you could tell your pre-mama self? Um, that there's not like this timeline of stuff that has to, you have to adhere to, that it's all going to be, it's just going to be this crazy roller coaster of everything. It's not like, hmm, they're going to be like this and then they'll be like this. And um, just to, and also chill out a bit and relax. You just put yourself under such intense pressure mm-hmm. and that's what I think the problem is as well. It's like, oh, to be this and to be that and, I feel so much more relaxed now with them when they're now they're five and nearly 10 than I ever have. And I'm enjoying yeah. them and I'm love, like I'm loving spending so much time with them and I'm 
well <laughs> it has been locked down but I am really enjoying <laughs> yeah. who I am with them whereas before I was trying to meet this unrealistic realistic expectation of myself so I just wasn't enjoying it but now I'm I suppose it's like now I'm more myself so I would just tell myself to chill out you feel like I'm much more chilled out now than I was after I had them. <laughs> How much do you think? Do you think that's because you're in a better place as far as your mental well-being is concerned, or do you think it's a bit of a combination mm-hmm. of them? I, I mean, they, they do. I was going to say because they get easier as they get older. It's not. It's different. It's different, isn't different, it? Like, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's more like I know myself a bit better as a mum, and I know their little personalities, and I know how to kind of, and I understand them a bit better as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of. A bit of both, really. Yeah, that's and interesting, also, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And just knowing that they, not worrying about like if if things are going to be right because it is. Everything has been all right up to this point, so it's yeah. going to be right. Yeah, in the yeah. It's not like not to worry so much. Yeah, we've well, got proof that you've got two gorgeous boys <laughs> that that you oh, be like, okay, yeah, we've done all right, we've done okay. Done right yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised downstairs <laughs> arguing at the moment, but. <laughs> yeah I've escaped from two arguing yeah it's nice I like it, it is. yeah yeah thank you so very much oh, thank you it's so nice to have a chat about something that isn't lockdown or school related absolutely <laughs> there you go I told you she was a joy to chat to it was absolutely lovely to listen to her story and um yeah really appreciate Gemma coming on one thing I did want to add actually is that Obviously, you probably heard from me chatting, my fitness and um, exercise journey is very much still at the beginning and I'm quite an amateur, but the hub is suitable for anybody, um, wherever you are in terms of fitness. So there's people um, that that are there that are like marathon runners and then there's people like me that are um, very much beginners and it's suitable for anyone in between. Um, so if you want to check Gemma out it's Gemma's Health Hub on Instagram and I'll pop that in the show notes next up I've got Laura Brett who is sharing her self-care tips Laura is really well placed to talk about self-care for mums Um, she used to work as a specialist mental health midwife um, and she now works for a local therapy charity called Wellspring Therapy I started off asking her why self-care is so important for mums. I think self-care is so important for everybody, um, but particularly I think for, for new mums, for all mums actually, um, to really have like a self-interest in themselves and kind of love themselves in the right way. Because I think from that, from that self-care flows everything else. It helps us to be better mums, um, better wives, better partners, um, and and I think that it's not valued enough because I think as mums we feel guilty and we feel we should be spending the time doing other things or we should be spending our money or our resources on other things um, and so there's this kind of constant like guilt narrative spoken over us but actually if we self-care and prioritise that then it just makes us so much uh, better mum. Some brilliant points there from Laura. Um, I went on to ask her what self-care that she manages to do regularly for herself. It took me a while to realise how important it was, which is why I think it's important to say it now to new mums as they're coming through to sort of start off as you mean to go on. 
and um one thing sort of when my my children were sort of I don't know sort of mid-age 12 10 and 8 something like that I really got into running um because they were sort of in school again and I had sort of time where I was free to to do that um and I loved my running I went from being a complete non-runner to running the London Marathon anything's possible you can do it with motivation and it was fantastic for my mental health um working as a midwife as well at the time I think particularly if I'd done a long shift or a night shift um you know you carry a lot of baggage from that shift you have a lot of stuff that you need to process so actually to able to come home and go for a run was was really good and I was able to sort of process a lot of stuff before I got back to my family but what I found during Covid and lockdown and exercise is really important but I think you know we're very limited on other things that we might have done in terms of self-care um and one thing um for as long as I can remember I sort of had quite a basic skincare routine um I've always moisturized it but you know in terms of the other stuff I thought you know like the toning and the cleansing Mm -hmm. is that really important would a flannel and soap not just do and um but because I think because of lockdown because we've had obviously we've all had a bit more time and we're at home and perhaps our money isn't being spent on things like going out for meals and other treats um I thought it's really important to take care of my skin. I'm in my 40s now. There's a reason for that. Um, maybe that, you know, provoked me to do it. But, um, yeah, I've invested in some really lovely products for my skin. And sort of two or three times a week, I've started to have a shower and then just spend half an hour really just self-care, you know, so that go through the whole and that has really been fantastic and I come out of that place I often float you know into bed and float up to sleep and have good sleep and I think that's the other thing is that you know good sleep is so important for mental health and your day starts when you go to bed it doesn't start when you wake up it starts when you go to bed so if you go to bed at you know a reasonable time and you get a good sleep then you're good for the rest of the day so that'll be my tip I really like that tip on thinking about your day starting when you go to sleep. It's really great. It's a nice shift. It might help me prioritise my sleep hygiene a little bit. Um, The last thing that I asked Laura was for her to share how she manages to keep her self-care guilt-free. I think it goes back to um, investing in yourself, knowing that that's of high importance and um, and and knowing that from that everything flows so so even if that little sort of lie of guilt creeps into your head you almost need to sort of you know rebuke it and say no no I'm not going to listen to that because actually this is really important that I just take this time out you know put it in your diary even make it like really important you know tell your partner tell tell your children if they're old enough you know I'm I'm just going upstairs now I'm gonna I'm gonna have half an hour can you just let me have that piece and and really prioritize it like you would other things um and, and if you tag it onto your shower or your bath you know nobody even needs to know it can all be part of that routine you know we should prioritize them as how they're not feel guilty about it all these kind of measures now are so important preventative measures are so important to keep us well so that's another really important point from laura talking about investing in yourself that's kind of a, a good mindset shift to help let go of the guilt around um around self-care and with that i think you might be able to hear my boys shouting downstairs so i'm gonna um i'm gonna sign off for the episode thank you so much for joining me bye for now 
So that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you so much for listening. Whether you've been listening on a podcast platform or on Harrogate Community Radio, I just really appreciate your time. Um, so thank you. Um, as ever, if you are listening to the podcast version, then please do use your platform to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps um getting the podcast heard by more people and if you're listening on Harrogate Community Radio um go check out the website for a plethora of more shows really interesting um different diverse shows on there and have a look at the website to see how you can support the station as well um and with that I'll say see you next time <laughs>